Hello friends, how's it going? My name is Matt Bart and you're listening to the Looking Sideways Action Sports Podcast. It's a show where I try and cover the most interesting stories in action sports and other related endeavours. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoy it. If it's your first time listening and a name like Sage Kotzenberg does usually bring a few um, unfamiliar crowds in, then uh, enter, wipe your feet, maybe head on over to my website www w.wearelookingsideways.com you'll find the archive up to 200 episodes of the show um, a lot of amazing interviews you're going to enjoy with people from the worlds of skate surf snow and the outdoors and um, with full show notes for all you can also check out my patagonia type 2 podcast um, yeah there's lots going on so go and have a look um, all right sage kotzenberg bit of an anomaly for me sage he's under 30 for a start something which was pointed out to me recently by a listener over at my Substack, where we've got an open thread going on where people introduce themselves, chat, ask me questions, give me feedback and all that. And this person, when, you know, I asked for feedback and this person gave me some feedback. They said, well, you tend to interview people your own age. Um, you're not really interviewing any of the kids that are out there doing it now. And you don't really interview any of the older generation anymore who set the standards. Um, although I don't really agree with that. So, you know, whatevs. But it is a bit of a fair point, the under 30 thing. And if I'm being honest, it's a bit of a deliberate policy. I said it. Sorry. I mean, I've been doing this interviewing surf, skate, snowboarder thing for a long, long time now. I interviewed my first snowboarder way back in 1995. That's how old I am. I reckon I've probably interviewed upwards of a thousand people in my career. And during that time, I've drawn the conclusion and I think I was right to, on a pretty good sample size, that most people whose sole focus is skateboarding, surfing or snowboarding are, whisper it, not very interesting. I mean, I was taking the piss out of that tendency when I used to run white lines back in the day with Nick, Ed, Chris and Chod. And we had a swear hat for when, whenever any earnest Kino said something along the lines of, well, the thing about snowboarding is it's all about riding powder with your mates in an interview, which happened a lot. Um... And, you know, if you're solely interested in skateboarding, surfing and snowboarding yourself, you probably completely disagree with that. And you're burning to hear your heroes geek out on the stuff you're into. And you're probably wondering, why is this guy harping on it? Where is Sage Kotzenberg? Um, if that sounds like you, you are in luck. These days, there are absolutely shitloads of podcasts out there dedicated to just that. But that's not really how I tend to do it around here. I try and choose my guests on the hunch that they'll have a little bit more about them, a little bit more hard-fought experience to draw on, some perspectives on life, basically anything that might offer a more well-rounded conversation. I'm well aware there's probably loads of people under 30 that fit that bill. I've just not got round to them, but um, hence the unofficial policy. But I was always going to make an exception for Sage. Firstly, he's packed a lot into his years so far on the planet, not least that um, 2014 Olympic gold medal and all the hype and attention that came with that. I've also noticed that he's not shy about saying what's on his mind. And he's been through some fairly well-documented changes over the last few years in terms of his snowboarding and also his personal take on life. And I, I always kind of suspected there was a bit more than that than met the eye. Um, and that's really what I wanted to speak about. And the resulting conversation that we had in Hossegor, France in June 2022 is quite a revelation. And I think we were both surprised by the turn the conversation took. After all, it isn't that often that one of the most high-profile snowboarders in the world has the honesty and balls to discuss how a mixture 
of stress and anxiety caused him to almost fall out of love with snowboarding for a few years and how hard he had to fight to get that love back. Um, there's a real vulnerability in this conversation that reveals a fundamental truth. Strip back the medals, the athletic achievement, and we really are all just people, life oh life, trying to work it out and do the best with the physical and mental tools that we've got. So I really applaud Sage for being so open and honest. Like I said to him when we stopped recording um, and we were both having a, a quick drink and sort of, you know, doing the post podcast debrief. I do think hearing his vulnerability and openness is going to help people and make an impact on a lot of people. Um, so I do, like I say, I applaud him for that. So thanks, Sage. Thanks for a top few days hanging out in Hossegor. Thanks for coming on the show and jumping into it so honestly. I will see you in Jackson next year. Uh, in the meantime, here's me and Sage. Enjoy. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Um, so about here, that's cool. But you've yeah, done, you've, you've done these before, right? I've done these quite a bit. I know you heard, hold the mic really close to your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like the people that listen to this, they're... It's like surf, skate, snow, outdoor. Um, so we'll do a little bit of the background. Not, I'm not going to make you do like the whole like how you got into riding and all that. Easy. Um, yeah, we can start wherever. But we'll just uh, we'll just cruise it. Yeah. So yeah, how's like it been? It. How's 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 the trip to France been, man? Yeah, trip to France has been get good. First time to Oscar and got some surfing in. Caught the Euro heat wave. Some solid plus forty Celsius temps for the kids. <laughs> Are you good with that? I'm not very good in the heat. No. I get pretty bodied, actually. Yeah. And I got wrecked here. I woke up, well, I think just from being jet lagged, too, I woke up feeling crazy, like brain fog. Yeah. I was sweating out all the water and just that, not a lot of sleep. That day you lot were at the studio, when we turned up, everyone was like, just, Carcass. just brain dead. Because <laughs> you were only here for like, what, you've been here for like three days? Three was, days now, yeah. yeah. Three full days four days like the day i landed yeah and then yeah. and are you off to tenerife is it? yeah off to tenerife okay um yeah nice. my chick's my chick's family's from there so N nice uh, or she's from there as well so i'm gonna go kick it there it'll be my second time there so how's that place, place is so rad yeah with yeah. the volcano right yeah el tede yeah uh it's really beautiful place i definitely enjoy it there it's nice to just kind of get out it's pretty far removed from where i'm from you know yeah where are you from in the states then in park city utah oh you grew up in park city yeah i grew up yeah i i um i've lived there since i was two okay so it's pr it's pretty much all i know so when i say that i'm from park city i was born in idaho but i'm i don't remember any of that and yeah so i just kind of rep park city yeah yeah and uh yeah my family ended up moving there they're from socal but my dad loves skiing yeah and uh yeah they were gonna go there a steamboat or sun valley maybe for okay. they, i don't even think they were really planning on ever staying there for good yeah and they moved there and just never left they just loved it and park city in the 90s was really sick it was full-on ski town um Changed not that now, it isn't right? now like it's a you know everyone that's there loves the winter sports but yeah it's definitely after the olympics came there it got so hectic so what just like more money like more because when i because i i was there three years ago yeah right that was the first time i'd been there in maybe like 10 years and i was like fucking hell this place yeah. has changed it's crazy it's yeah. yeah definitely tons of money came in 
um, which was in ski towns a lot, but not like, not so much before the last 10 years ago, you know, it was right. like, obviously there was, but now the people that are moving into my neighborhood, I'm like batting out of my league on my neighborhood. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just like, what is going on here? Everyone's from San Fran, LA, yeah. New York. Like I have one neighbor on my cul-de-sac that that has lived there since i've lived there really so everyone's and getting priced out everyone yeah and everyone is priced out and they just cash out and move over they're like oh my house is worth so much money now like i'll just sell it and get somewhere like i don't need to live right here you know like i'll just go chill and yeah um be somewhere else but um the people that the people that do move in like no one's i mean dude no one's coming in with a crazy ego they no. definitely try to try to be in on like the ski mountain bike snowboard culture which is cool like i mean you got to respect it i mean people want people want their kids to grow up in the mountains or something then yeah um so you hit but the, yeah it's, you, you it's, hit the sweet spot though the 90s growing up like when you man were it was so sick like, yeah man we didn't you could just roam around the whole town you could still there the bus system was still there where you could just we we would take the bus up to go skate every day yeah skate back home or take the bus back home the our neighborhood was full of chock full of kids. So yeah. We'd play all these night games in the neighborhood and we'd have like 25, 30 kids and we're like roaming on other people's houses. Like everyone just knew it, like knew the neighborhood is like, yeah, the kids are all good. They're just roaming around. They'll come back when it's dark. Yeah. Yeah. It was really rad. Yeah. Um, and what was the, cause that's like Utah snowboarding in the nineties as well. Yeah. Right. It I was mean, what a scene to be growing up in. Yeah, we were growing up in what we didn't know at the time was the absolute mecca of the, at least U.S. snowboarding. The absolute you know? heyday as well, like with, with the Forum A and all the yeah. films and all the spots being opened up and you right know, and yeah, I mean, all these role models around. Yeah, backcountry becoming a big influence, and then street rail riding, essentially born in yeah. in Utah. You know, there's such a good scene there, and and. Yeah, the Forum Crew and Mac Dog and um, even the like Kingpin and everything. There were so many movies coming out where you're like, oh my gosh, like that's that's at that school. Like I know that spot. Yeah. You know? So you drive by it, um, and you could you could make that connection. You're like, oh, these guys are hitting these rails. Like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. You know, I it, I understand it. And you could see them at the premieres. And like, I have tons of autographs back at my ha at my parents' house. We were like, super grown. Oh, dude, we were so into it. It was cool. Yeah. Like, my parents were, like I said, my dad skied and yeah. he's, they both surfed growing up. Oh yeah. So they were like, they knew they, they knew a bit of the scene. They're like, I'm guessing this is the same as surfing. Like yeah. my dad was a big surf guy, and, and so was my mom. She loved it. So they understood the culture behind action sports. Yeah. Um, I just don't think they knew we were we were in the mecca. You the, know. The so we'd go, to the, we'd go to the premieres and yeah. you know we'd meet LeBlanc jones jp and it was like tripping but you'd almost feel like you were friends with them yeah and even though you were young just because like yeah we're from utah like you guys are hitting that same stuff that we can go see yeah so it was really 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 rad to have that connection to pro snowboarders where you felt like it was super attainable i was gonna you say because when we were talking the other night you you know we had a chat about like super park and like how right kind of focused you were young you know you were like right i'm gonna give this a go yeah what was it like as somebody growing up in that community and like seeing all these people that you know you say it was attainable like how old were you then when you thought right i'm gonna give this a go 
I'd say, I mean, when I started riding, you know, I was five and started contests, the local ones when I was seven, you know, along the people like Blake Paul, Griffin Siebert, Sam Taxwood. My brother was in it. He was super good. Uh, Chase Josie, like all we had a really, really cool group of people around our zone because it was Wyoming, Idaho, and Utah. Yeah. And when I was 10 or 11, that's when I kind of started thinking I was winning a lot of contests and I would go in with this mindset. I just would be so pissed if I didn't land my best <laughs> run, even though like I was winning every single one. Yeah. Uh, I think I. I mean, I'd have to ask my parents if this is... I know I maybe got second at one, but I think I won every single event around that area for like three years. Right. And then that's when I started getting bored, though. I was, I would do like the same runs or something or, you know, a new trick every season. And uh, I still have that today. I was kind of telling you the other day, you yeah. know, if you win the Olympics, you know, I was getting bored of competing anyways and... um and then go filming and film, you know, the couple video parts the last couple of years. I yeah. ended up winning Rider of the Year twice. Yeah. And I'm not getting bored of that, but I'm like, okay, like we should go do, we should mix it up again. You know, like we should, we should go, I mean, get back to having like a little bit more fun again, you know? And it's like, yeah. I always, it's, it's nice to always try to keep yourself entertained, I think, in is, life in general. But is, um, where does that come from? Cause, cause it feels like that's, that's, that's the theme in your life. You know, yeah. like, like yeah. <laughs> pro progression, obviously snowboarding, but also personal yeah. as well to try and almost feels like you try to keep testing yourself. Yeah. I think, I don't know where that exactly actually stems from, but for me in, in life in general, I would, you know, knock something out, you know, do a goal and I, it'd be on to the next one, you know, like doing things over and over again wasn't my favorite thing growing up. Like I, when people are like, oh man, I used to just do trick after trick. Like I made sure I had that back lip on lock. I'd be like, I do a back lip once a day. I'd be like, okay, sure, I want to try like a frontside 270 or something. And I'll come back to the back lip later. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do the repetition thing so much on, on one fixed thing. Right. And, uh, and nowadays I think I still live like that. You know, I just, I like growing as a person now yeah. that I'm a, an adult and definitely more conscious of what I'm doing. Um, yeah, I just thrive to grow and, and learn more things. Yeah. I, I feel like that's maybe the stem of it is just learning more and experiencing with more people and, and more places. Um, and yeah, it's, it's easy to get stuck in that, in that mindset where it's like, Hey, I need to win it again, you know? And, and yeah. I think it's, I think it's sick and, and I'm not saying I'm never in that mindset. It's just eventually I'm going to kind of kind of get over it i know my my writing will kind of get stale and um i just i see it in my own writing right whereas i i watched some of my video parts the last couple of years I'm like yeah i'm doing essentially the same stuff every year just on di a couple of different features and we should mix it up now you know like i'm i'm seeing that and like if i'm seeing it then you think what i think i'm like oh other people maybe not bummed on it but like oh you know but this is what this is what keeps it fresh for you though. Yeah. Like, and I feel like that's probably the same with a lot of snowboarding and, and just action sports in general is people don't like just getting stuck. That's why we're all snowboarding and surfing and skating and doing whatever. Is like we all like to creatively express ourselves in whatever form that may be. It might be winning a contest a bunch of times, but it might be someone just wanting to go do methods and, and backside one eighties, you know? And yeah. 
Uh, I think I guess I'm somewhere in the middle there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I find the veganism thing interesting on on this topic as well because yeah, one of the things that John was saying to me was like, because you 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 guys go way back, obviously. And yeah, he, and yeah. He, me and we ever go back. Yeah, and he was saying that he really notices like how much stronger you are, like how much more um, kind of like effective you can be. Like, especially, right. especially like surfing, he was saying, he was like, you know, you're lighter, you're stronger. Like, right. and, and from the interview that he did with you in his book, um, when you talked about that, it seemed like it was a, you know, they're always like lifestyle choices, these things, but it seemed like it was a real definite kind of self-care thing for you. You were like, right, this is going to make me feel better. It's going to make me sort of perform better. Was that kind of where it came from? Yeah, totally. That, that being, that really stemmed from it. And, um, yeah, I don't, I'm, I never really say I'm vegan, um, like more plant-based just because people and like, I'd always say, yeah, I'm vegan, vegan. And people on the outside understand it. But then on the inside, be like, oh, well, what if you like, if you're wearing those shoes and something like, oh, I'm like, yeah, I got some, you know, vans on or something. I'm like, oh, yeah. like So I, and then I tried to go even more in on that. And yeah. uh, and I, I like it, but I don't like how people, if you make, like, a mistake or something, people are, like, reaming you for it. So yeah. it's kind of like a funny – it's kind of a funny thing. Nowadays, I fully do it just for – I mean, I have my reasons behind why I started it. But nowadays, like, I just feel amazing yeah. doing it. And it was a full self-care thing. I wasn't really taking care of myself mentally or physically. And I was in a weird spot in my life, too, is when I was transitioning from um, contest into writing solely backcountry um, or just more like filming. It's not like I'm only writing backcountry nowadays. But, um, yeah, I was, in a, I was in a kind of weird spot. I, I wasn't feeling good. My body wasn't feeling good. Right. I was only like 20. It's been five years now. And 20, I was like 23. I wasn't feeling very good. And, uh, yeah, I just I, I managed to switch over. And I was like, I'll just do it until maybe I just don't feel good. Because I was reading. I I read a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of stuff, too. I'll read both sides of every story. You sure. Know? So I'd read one argument on it of why you should do it. And then I'd be like, okay, well, let's see what people are saying why you shouldn't, you know. And what I kept getting is people are like, well, I just feel, I feel good about myself mentally, like what I'm putting in my body. And I was like, see, that's what I jive with. Like, I feel good about myself. And, um, once I did it, I totally just made this like mental flip and everything started connecting more and more with snowboarding. And I cared about my career more. And I just like, I look back, I'm like, man, I'm so glad I, I did that because it kind of jump started me caring about my body, my career, like my friend choices, uh, everything and it's been it's been a really rad journey and still loving it so it kind of set a tone for you almost. yeah it did it like, fully set a tone yeah like it, making that decision obviously it's a physical decision but it right. sounds like the mental benefits were what you what you now recognize right and i think that's why i keep i keep doing it i'm like yeah. I, I feel amazing i have a sort of connection with where i'm at now with and with it although it wasn't solely it at all but I just at that point in my life, I was making some choices that just like weren't good for me. Yeah. And uh, that was one that helped me get out of it. And I, I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I, I really love it. And you felt the impact in your snowboarding as well. Yeah, I did. And I, I can't put it like fully just 100% into it. You know, I started hitting the gym again. I started like getting my mind right. I was stretching more. It was like this whole lifestyle switch. But it was a very big component in it. And, uh, I feel lucky that I, I found it, you know, and, um, for me, I know it doesn't work for everyone, but for me, I love it. And 
um, yeah, at the moment, like I'll never go back until again, like I still live by that kind of mantra at the beginning. I was like, okay, if I don't ever feel good doing it, then like I'll, I'll go back and switch things up. But I just like five years in, I'm like loving it. You know, how is it in France? France is a little difficult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, they're kind of like, what? what? Yeah. There's a, there's only a couple places we've been going here that I'm like, oh, this is like new age. Yeah. But I think more like dinner Yeah. here is a little bit more traditional. Um, where lunch and breakfast spots are like, yeah, you can get acai bowl or like a Buddha bowl kind of style yeah. thing or, or this and that. And, uh, it's a little bit more, yeah, new age and dinner is kind of more traditional. Yeah. Some fish, some. The muscle bar we must, went to. Yeah, the muscle bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. A couple salads and some fries will get you a long way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm interested in what you were saying as well about, um, the, the kind of judgment that can come with it. Um, yeah. you were saying that some people like because obviously people can be quite militant about that, but just not so much talking about the plant-based thing, your position as a snowboarder, um, obviously you've got a lot of influence, you know, yeah, like, totally. and, and you, you know, you got a lot of followers, you got a lot of kids looking up to you. Yeah. Um, you know, we had the, the kids that fucking hitched like 200 K to come see you the other yeah. night, which is in 45 degree heat, which is pretty wild. Wasn't yeah. It? Pretty insane. Um, how do you find that? Because one of the things me and John were talking about was over dinner last night was the fact that sometimes you wear a helmet, sometimes you don't. Yeah. Um, and he was kind of saying that sometimes it, it can be because if you don't, you kind of get a bit of shit really in the, yeah. in, in the position. Like, is that, do you, do you come across that quite a lot now that your profile is quite high? Like you have to kind of think about these things about how you come across. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, now with, with so much stuff is online and social media and everything's so accessible. If you put out a clip from the the day in the park and you have no helmet on and then the next day you have a helmet on, I'll get comments like, why are you wearing a helmet today and not yesterday? And I'm like, um, yesterday I was kind of just hanging out in the park and didn't really feel like I needed it. Where today I kind of wanted to actually yeah shred a bit. Yeah. And yeah, I just you know, I mean, consciously was like, I'm going to wear a helmet today. You know? yeah. And uh, I think it's something that I've been doing more of i was actually talking to haldor on uh, this winter about it because we were on a gopro trip together yeah and he showed up and he was wearing a helmet and i was wearing a helmet and we were both just shit like cruising doing really mellow stuff but we were both still wearing a helmet like it was a day you know a year or two ago i'd be like not gonna wear a helmet today we're just doing some turns and hanging out like i don't want to have that on yeah and and i think we've both been through Archer is enough and like I mean he he's hit his head quite a bit and um I've had my fair share but yeah you just consciously nowadays I'm like you know what kids are out there watching I feel like safer with it on right now yeah and uh yeah we were we were both just kind of chuckling about it you know I mean we both grew up in an era where I mean back in the day I remember someone told me it was a team manager or someone told our parents that we were 13 at the time right that if we wanted to make it as in the magazines and kind of make it as a pro snowboarder we got to stop wearing a helmet sometime soon yeah and my parents gave me and my brother at the time the option and because they didn't they were again they you know they knew the culture behind action sports but they didn't they had no idea how to how to make it in snowboarding or anything so yeah. they're hearing this person that's pretty that we're influenced by tell us that and they're like I mean, it's up to you guys, you know, if you guys want to keep doing it or not. I mean, if you want to make it somewhere, this guy's telling you that, like, we can't, I'm not going to tell you yes or no. Like, this is your first, that was my first adult decision, I remember. Really? Was not 
wearing a helmet and we stopped wearing helmets when I was 13. That's, I stopped wearing a helmet. And we were and then I remember the first day I stopped wearing a helmet, I went out to Brighton and we went with Bodie Merrill and we walked we went outside of uh Millie and we went and hit like some cliffs. <laughs> and you know, I'm just thinking about if I were and it wasn't on Bodie at all. I'm not trying to say that. Yeah, he was yeah. just he was just taking us around. It was just happened to be but the day were, we stopped wearing helmets. But you but, were you were like, ah, oh, right, okay, this is the decision. Yeah, wait, and then we were kind of going with them, and I was like, all right, we're like we're kind of in it now. Yeah, and I can't imagine nowadays if there was, you know, I know a couple kids, this kid Terry Tornado and stuff from from Utah that are like 12. I can't imagine them showing up without a helmet and me being like, Hey dude, I think you should maybe yeah, I mean, chuck one on. Dude. Yeah, like, like, we're going to be around some terrain that you don't know how to ride. Yeah. Um, it's just interesting how that, how it's, everything's changed. And I think that's one thing snowboarding is, you know, everyone hates to call it a sport, but at the same time, you know, it's, it has become a bit of a sport where you see that like you should put like a helmet on safety gear and you know, like, people have, have like life-changing injuries happen to them all around us. And I remember sometimes when those would happen, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, that was just like a free thing. I'll get, you know, same thing as like an avalanche, you know, but now as I'm getting older, I'm like, maybe it's not such a bad idea to have every kid wearing a helmet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm looking back at my footage, looking at myself when I'm 13, 14, no helmet on, like, whoa, what a trip. How, 14 years can change like a whole industry yeah and also just kind of mad as well that like it's back then it was because because you know jamie nichols right yeah yeah so jamie i remember won the rail jam in tokyo right and he's that wearing Burton a, one and he's wearing a helmet right and uh and he got he got shit for sure yeah you know and like a clown on yeah for wearing a helmet it's uh, it's interesting. It's it's kind of wild because he was young at the time as well. Yeah, and he, he must he, have been like what seventeen. Or yeah, something. and and <laughs> not remember, even a full fledged adult yet. I remember seeing that, and it was pretty high profile people as well that yeah. were like kind of, kind of clowning, kind of bagging him. Yeah, and it's I, it's wild. It's uh, I think everyone's everyone's probably been there, and I think everyone looking back is probably cringing at you know that era a bit of of telling kids to not wear a helmet is is crazy when you think about it when you think about objectively yeah i don't drink like please don't do drugs like but dude do not (laughs) (laughs) yeah tell you're influencing these kids in in just a weird way and uh yeah i think it's cool where snowboarding is heading now with with it being accepted i i think it's cool when max warbington wears it renee is always wearing it filming yeah and that's what i was saying i never noticed when renee wears a helmet no and i never noticed when max warbington wears a helmet but when I put it on, I'm suddenly, I think I'm whack, you know? Yeah. And so I've kind of ditched that. I'm like, you know what? In any terrain where I feel like I'm in a, I want a helmet on, I'm, I'm going to wear it. Yeah. You know? Um, and on the days that, you know, maybe we're just going to go shoot some pow turns, maybe I'm not going to wear a helmet. Yeah. Um, at the moment, I don't know if that'll change next season or what, because I've been, I've been frequently putting a helmet on more and more. I don't know if it'll be something I wear literally every single day. Um, but yeah, it's, it's crazy how things are switching and, um, yeah, I, I get more DMS now from like not wearing a helmet. Uh, I just posted, we were, was it, we were talking about TikTok the other day. Yeah. 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 I was trying to post my TikToks. Um, and so I put this like back seven up off the heels from Mount Hood. Gimbal God followed it. And one of the first comments was no helmet. Whack. Yeah. I was like, 
Yeah, times are changing. Times are changing. <laughs> yeah, times are changing. So how do you feel about that? Because you mentioned that no one likes to call it a sport, you know, all that. All, and, right. and, what, and what we're talking about here is like basically the culture's changing, isn't it? Yeah, you know, like culture's in, shifting. In, in, sure. in the years that you've been doing yeah. it. And, and, um, and obviously, you know, you've won the Olympics. You've been on Jimmy Kimmel. You know, you've been, yeah. the, you've <laughs> been the face of it like pretty publicly for a period as happens to everybody who who goes through what you went through right so you got a pretty amazing um perspective on this i imagine because also you've made this shift back to you know you we talked about this and you've mentioned this before in other in other places but like going from like competition to filming two phases to the career right and that is like a you know that's a that's a core snowboard move isn't it you know, like yeah. that, that's the cultural move. Like yeah, the Gigi's, Nico, exactly. Trav. So you've got this, them. you've got this real perspective on it. Like, how do you see it now then? Do you see, yeah. do you see yeah. it is a good thing? I think what I've gone through and I've, I've kind of just come to the terms with this is like how I perceive snowboarding is probably a lot different than even a lot of other pro snowboarders because yeah, I've seen, I've seen both sides. I grew up in Salt Lake yeah. inspired by Forum 8 and you know, kingpin movies mac dog forum all those things and then at the same time i was i loved competing at my heart so i got into competing i went to the olympics ended up winning it and then ended up even going back to filming and then starting kind of from the bottom of backcountry making my way back up and and i just i can't fathom when people are hating on one side of snowboarding and they can't, they can't even, you know, I'll, I'll read someone's interview and they're like, I can't even be with these people, you know, like they're contest kids or something. I'm like, dude, you're putting so many people in a box. Like there's cool contest riders out there. There's some whack filmers out there too. There's people with like egos. There's people with, with weird mindsets. And it's just like, everyone's totally different. You know, like you're going to find people in contests that you straight up don't want to hang out with yeah 100% sure but like there's also people that I've gone out filming with I'm like I'll never come out in the backcountry with this person again and so to generalize everyone into one side oh I hate contest snowboarding so whack like yeah filmers think they're so much cooler than like contest riders like you're putting so many people in a box which I just don't I don't like because I don't like being put in a box and I feel like I go through so many periods and I think this is where I just differentiate myself from a lot of a lot of people that I've been surrounded by is that for a couple of years I might buckle down and yeah, I might not be that fun to hang out with, but I'm like checking off my own goals. I don't care what you think of me or what, what your idea of me is. Like I'm doing the things that I personally need to go do. I'm like checking these goals off. Like I really wanted to win rider of the year. Crazy bad. Like I, it was number one on my goal list when I came into the 2019 season I told my agent rough I've been working with forever since I was 17. I was like, do I'm winning rider of the year this year? Or like I, I failed. Like I, I literally didn't know how to explain it to him any more than like, I didn't want to be a pro snowboard anymore if I didn't win rider of the year. And that's to a lot of people that's super whack. Like that's they're like, dude, what's that's such a crazy mindset to be in. But it was just something I really wanted to do. And I went and did that and I ended up getting it two years in a row and nowadays I'm like, ah, oh, can I kind of can't wait for a winter this year to just go, man, I think I might just go cruise around and have like the most fun ever. But yeah. like I go in these ebbs and flows, like I'll buckle down and go psycho and yeah, I won't be friends with many people. I probably piss people off 
and I'm probably kind of annoying to be around because I'm like, yo, day in, day out, we get this grind. Like, you know, I'm just putting our whole crew in this mentality. Like, it's Rambo season. We got to go 110%. And it's probably not that fun. But at the end of the day, you're checking off these these goals and you see the footage at the end and you're so hyped. And I get so addicted to that. And then now I'm, I'm kind of entering this mindset right now where I'm like, yeah, I did that. I ended up winning the real snow the year after that. And I won a natural selection last year. I could go maybe just go chill this year yeah. and go have fun and bust some methods and maybe we'll just go, maybe we'll film some gnarly stuff here and there, but let's go get back to having, having some fun again. Do you find that comes in cycles then? Yeah. I full, like my whole, I feel like my life revolves around going in cycles and, and that's you, what I feel like has taken me to where I am today is like the Olympics when they announced it, I was, I was so hyped on going because I never thought I'd be able to go. Yeah. It was only in pipe. And then it was funny just because influence around me, people just were like, oh, the Olympics is so whack. So kind of coming into it, I was, at my heart, I was so hyped to go to the Olympics and I wanted to try to win. I was getting so influenced about around um, with people around me. I'm like, oh, the Olympics is kind of whack. I'm just going to go do it. I could care less if I win. But then when I showed up, I was like, man, we got to give this our, I'm not coming here to to just chill, you know? I want to yeah. do good here. Like I've, wanted this since I was a kid and that's where I feel like in snowboarding the sport versus lifestyle kind of just yeah. changes and it doesn't need to always be a sport for me but sometimes it is yeah and that's just for me it doesn't need to be for anyone else but like sometimes snowboarding to me has been a sport yeah like I've wanted I've wanted to win something and you don't do that in a lifestyle you know well, you, like, well, you know you're trying to win a lifestyle you know you know yourself don't you by the sounds of it like you know you know what what makes you tick and you've recognized that and that's because even then when you were like snowboarding has been a sport for me and um i remember chatting to you and jackson at the start of natural selection yeah and you were like yeah i'm here to win you know yeah. i, I, I want to win like and and i was like and i was like wow wow okay you know like because it's because it's it's just not very cool to say it let's be honest like no, it's wet and that's in, what in, in <laughs> snowboarding this is what i mean though but you yeah but but you know you the fact that you're so kind of you know who you are you're kind of happy with yourself you get it and you do it in this way is obviously something to really be admired and it's something that not i'm gonna say not a lot of people have really to that degree you know right yeah i, I appreciate that first and foremost and yeah i've just i've been through the ringer i've been through it mentally and physically through snowboarding after the Olympics, I had no idea who I was. I went through a full transitional period of just being confused on being a pro snowboarder. Like, where do I fit in this equation? All of my all of my goals and childhood dreams kind of like went out the window of like, yeah, I'm going to go do this and that. I'm going to snowboard. I'm going to film video parts and compete. I'm going to do both. And I was just lost because I just didn't feel like myself. So it, it took me years of analyzing who I am and I was and like I said nowadays that's why I don't care if I'm gonna say I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna try to win I don't care if you like me at the end of this yeah, or not and this is what I mean we though. can be homies after but it's been years of being influenced by people that I've listened to them and then afterwards been bummed because I'm like man I didn't give it my all and it was 100% blame on me for listening to other people and thinking oh okay this isn't cool I shouldn't do, I shouldn't do that yeah like What's cool is like I thought snowboarding is about like not caring about what other people think and yeah. being punk. Like that's the coolest thing I think. And the people that are so wrapped into what other 
people around them think, man, they're just like, they'll be sad when they wake up and they're 30 and like, man, I did so many, I missed out on so many opportunities because I was concerned about what other people would think about them. And for me, that's something that it just did not come easy. Like I'm only in the last two, three years have I felt, have I felt this way? And I'm not afraid to show up and like, I'm here to kind of kick it, dude. Yeah. Like I'm having a fun time and I'm, if I win, that's cool. And then there's times I'll show up. Like if I'm here to straight up win, like I'm not friends with you until afterwards, you know, yeah. like I don't, I'll be quiet. I'll be like a weirdo. And like, that's just how I'm going to click into that mindset and I'm either going to win or I'm going to give it my all and still be hyped. Like if I don't come away with the win, at least I can look at myself I'm like, do I give it my all, man? And just like, it wasn't my day. How did you cope with that then? Because it sounds like that was kind of a hard period. Like- it was it was difficult, man. It was like, it was definitely like some depression mixed in with like crazy anxiety of like where I laid in snowboarding. Yeah. And you just won the Olympics. Uh, yeah. You, and you, know, yeah, you just like realized this early, dream. Tw- yeah. It's early 20s. And yeah, once the Olympic, Olympics settled down, you know, it was, it was summertime and then all of a sudden it was winter again and I hadn't really thought about winter. Right. And I was, I was going in. Luckily it was really cool. I spent the whole year with Joe Carlino yeah. and we'd film in between all the contests. And if it weren't for that, and I, I don't know if I, what I would have done that season. Cause I would show up to contests and just be so bummed to be there. And looking back, you know, all these things I've been through, I like, I would have loved to go to another Olympics. Like, I don't regret it at all, but I would have loved to go back and like really experienced that again. But in the moment I was so afraid of losing again right. that I wouldn't even let myself compete. I was falling, man, I would show up to contests and I'd be falling on crazy tricks that I would land that's in my sleep and I'd be falling on and washing out on them. Like I couldn't, couldn't do anything. Right. And uh, it was about two, three years of just like nonsense after the Olympics that I was like filming and that's when I was happy and I was putting out good footage and then showing up to the events and just, dude, absolutely blowing it. And I could just see people around me like kind of what's up with Sage? Like it's not, it's not even that he's not riding good. It's like he's not even there, you yeah. know? Like what are you doing? Falling on like a cab 12 three times in a row it's like you should be doing that trick every time you know yeah and so yeah like this mindset that i've uh you know developed now um not being like afraid of myself has been through all of that like not knowing who i was and like being so concerned about what other people were thinking and where i fit into this equation and nowadays i'm like man through and through like i'm a snowboarder till the day i die like you can't take that from me and whether I'm going to show up to natural selection and be like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm here to win or I'm going to go on a trip and, you know, cruise around and have fun and not even try big tricks. Like, dude, that's, that's a day to day thing for me. And like, or even like a season by season thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, the, the plant-based thing makes a lot of sense now yeah. in this context though, because yeah. it, cause that's a decision though, isn't it? That you've made to take, con- cause this is kind of about self-control isn't it yeah it's you a know, you in know, that I, era you, you, around what i was kind of saying sorry to cut you off right no, there but good, man. i that's what i associate you know when i went when i went plant-based to you know i associate that a lot with like my whole life really changed and i and that's why i mean like it wasn't about being plant-based just like a lot of things in my life started clicking when i was 
entering a different mindset and that was just one of many you know and, exactly. and so that's, nowadays that's I mean. it's like it's like a core value to me because i hold on to it so dearly i'm like that's when that's when i felt happy for the first time in years yeah you know and i was like oh i have something that i love again and then you know i went into snowboarding we did a year with lick the cat and it was just my friends yeah. and it was the worst <laughs> film year ever like we didn't get hardly any clips the whole year we went to we came to europe for like a month and got like dude got like three shots yeah and because the weather was so bad and we were just we were just having the most fun though and that might have looked like on paper maybe like the worst season of all time yeah when that season i was like okay we're like i'm sage again you know like i can i'm myself i'm i can go snowboard and i can go you know, dick around and have a good time or like, let's show up to a jump and like chuck a double cork and we'll land it first try. Yeah. You know, I was just like, yeah, we're back, you know? And so it was just a lot of things at that moment in time where I associate like 2017, 2018 was like this transition and I clicked into a different mindset and that year really helped me become who I am today. Like I, I, I tell my parents all the time too, cause they just, they know what I've, what I've been through just, you know, after the Olympics and everything. And I keep telling them, man, I feel like I'm 16 again. Like this is my first year being a pro snowboarder, you know, and I'm so excited to go on trips nowadays. Like I can't wait to go on my next snowboard trip. And that's just like, I, I hold that like so dear to myself nowadays that like I'll show up and just be hyped to be there and like have that like 16 year old mentality again. And I, I tell everyone around me like, I'm just, I'm just stoked right now. Yeah, well, because you've made decisions for yourself, haven't you, basically, by the sounds of it? You know, like, yeah. rather than based upon, like, what you think you should be doing, which is, like, due to, like, pressure from the outside, pressure from culture, pressure from other people. Yeah. And that's that's where the kind of self-knowledge thing comes from. I think everyone listening to this is going to recognize that. You know, it's like the choices that you make day to day, basically, what your life is, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? Like, that's right, what it, yeah. That's, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think it's... You know, and, and with my personality, I'm pretty bad at asking people for help and advice. Even my parents, they're, my whole life, they're like, you never tell you never tell anyone anything until it's too late and you're like exploding. You're like, why didn't you guys do this and that? And right. Like, we didn't know you <laughs> yeah. wanted that. I'm like, oh yeah, I got to ask for help, you know, or whether, whatever it is. Like, oh, I got to tell people how I'm feeling, you know, or, or, or what I want to go do. And yeah, now nowadays, that's why I... I don't want to lose. I just kind of, I always, I don't know why I tell it 16. I think it's when I kind of turned pro Yeah. when I was going to like the do tours and, and doing all those because everything was so exciting to me. And now I feel that like every trip I go on, which is crazy because I went through like three years where snowboarding was a job and it was a sport to me. Right. And in a bad way, like not in a fun way. Yeah. In the wrong and way. And nowadays I'm like, oh, okay, some days it can be a sport and some days for me it can be a job and some days it can be a hobby you know it doesn't i don't need to put anything in a box yeah and that's like i think that's where kind of going back to where we started this conversation of like where you know where i see people kind of put snowboarding in a box I'm like that's what's beautiful about it and and surfing and skating and everything is that like you can have people that are in it for totally different reasons and like they shouldn't be whack for that because you don't at the end of the day, you don't know what uh, someone's upbringing has brought them. Like they might be trying to go to the Olympics to win because like that's been like a core value to them since they were a kid. 
And when they go and if they win or not and they're finished with it, like their life will continue on and like they might even feel better. But you, I'm just so over like talking shit on people for that mindset of like either way, someone wanted to realize their dreams, if they're whack or not, like who can't, I don't know. Yeah, it's just, no. like, it doesn't, I, I've just been through it so much that I'm like, I, I'm just here for snowboarding. Like I'm so hyped on it right now. Yeah. It's the best thing ever. It's like the one thing in life that's brought me like true joy. Yeah. And you said when you made this shift, you you made a comment earlier, you said something like, I can be hard to be around sometimes. And and the other thing is like when you make these changes that you've made, where you kind of take control of your life and you start making decisions based upon what you think is going to bring you happiness, basically. Right. People can find that hard. Have you, have you noticed that? Yeah, I, I, I do find it and, uh, I do find it hard. Um, some people, yeah, I, and that's where I, I'm trying to be better about it too with, with people that I might not know. There's this, you really don't know what someone's gone through, like in their upbringing. Someone might have like a super rough childhood and you don't know that and they're here for like one reason, you know? Yeah. Or someone might just be going through a funk and maybe they're like super angry at at the world and they're taking out and they're like, oh, this is so whack. That's so whack. And I'm not here to judge it, but uh, I'm just not about like calling people out for that stuff anymore. I'm like, I've been there. Like I was like talking shit on Sean White and stuff and I'm like publicly. And now I'm like, dude, what was I doing? I look like an idiot. Yeah. But that's not something I'm ever going to take back. I'm like, I, yeah, I was, I was, I had like a, I had like a chip on my shoulder for sure, you know? And, and it's just like realizing those things and growing up and like, yeah, all good. (laughs) I'm like, everyone's been there, but, uh, it's it's good to see the other side for sure. Yeah. So what so what cycle are you at now? What 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 are you thinking for next year? Because you're at an interesting point, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. It feels like you might be ready for another one. You know what I mean? Another goal. Yeah. Totally. I think for next season, um, I've been chatting with my filmer Germ, and um, we're gonna film a ton next year. I'm not sure we're gonna buckle down and just do like a big project again, like you kind of said, different different kind of cycle. Um, but there's one thing we want to do is like snowboard more than anything right now. Yeah. And we're both at a pretty good point point in our, in our life that he's super dialed with his cameras. Like he's got, he's got this, he's got a vision and he's like established now and I can see that in him. And I'm at a point where I'm, I'm, you know, I'm ready for whatever. So, you know, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna ride a lot. We're gonna put out a lot of videos next year. A lot of different videos, I think we'll be definitely filming a lot of, backcountry but we'll also be hitting resorts and uh was like kind of like half joking with zach hale about getting some like street clips next year right so yeah like what's most important for me next year is like just filming and getting back to like just stacking clips for whatever you know like having fun with it yeah even if it's like mellow stuff you know going around woodward park city or or some like side country at brighton whatever it is like we'll we'll be stacking clips the whole year and um we want to bring people along the way for sure and and put them out pretty real time so yeah expect a lot of a lot of footage from us for sure yeah and you did the whole natural selection tour yeah how was it it was so much fun um i'm so hyped on what travis has done with that and and the whole crew behind it i know they've been working so hard and they've started it in like maybe the worst year <laughs> that you could i couldn't believe it tw- when, yeah when, when we got to jackson and yeah i was like fucking hell, this is- yeah so um yeah, it it was amazing, and I really think that that is gonna. I I hold that really close to me because I feel like snowboarding's needed that. Yeah, 
And I feel like people say that so much about snowboarding really needs that. But I really do think that natural selection is something that snowboarding needs because, man, I, I mean, I was in Norway this year um, with Torgair. We were out hitting this like kind of side country zone around his hometown. And this dude was cross country skiing. He came up to me. He's like, yo, Sage Kotzenberg. And I'm like, yeah, what up, man? He's like, yeah, we were watching natural selection. It was so cool. And he's like, he's cross country skiing. (laughs) In no way. Whoa. Okay. (laughs) Obviously he's probably like a tour, you know, probably new tour gear or something from, from tour gear's hometown. But I thought that was cool being so far away and being in like a cross country ski kind of zone. Yeah. And people were watching natural selection. Like it definitely, it definitely brought people's hype back to competitive snowboarding because even for me right now with X games and stuff, it's, it's hard. It's hard to watch. And it's not because of, the tricks or anything it's just i think it's been done so many times and i think i think x games could use a little refresh you know because it's so it's so sick watching everyone but there's something like it's not something missing a little bit about maybe like the format or something yeah i'm not here to i don't really i'm not involved anymore and maybe it's super fun for everyone but uh no i know for watching i know what you're saying i I love watching people compete yeah and that's where i think like the sports side of snowboarding i just love watching greatness happen like watching you know someone like mick moe ride slope you see his takeoffs and it's like a thing of beauty yeah you know you're just like whoa that guy can he knows how to snowboard and and someone like a rene too yeah like that kid knows how to snowboard and getting to getting to watch them ride and do those tricks i think now that i'm removed from it is so sick you know and i I was in it i was like kind of clowning on bigger spins and stuff and nowadays i look at them like yeah well i also watch marco do like a huge method on a hip and rene do like six street stuff and then they go to x games and throw like 1620s yeah and it's like they're not it's not like they're just busting 1620s every day of their life you know and they're not like defined by that yeah and so that's another thing i feel like just removing myself from competing that way is i have like a little bit more of a newfound respect for it and um yeah but maybe x games like needs like a little format switch or something and we well, could bring a little spice back to it well travis and liam i mean they've they've just got an idea haven't they like a yeah. good like and it's a solid idea and they're just trying to yeah I, I don't even think they know where it can go no it's which is i think, I think amazing i think the the plan is like to do european leg maybe a japanese I'd be, leg i'd be stoked if there's a european leg this there's so much history in in Europe from snowboarding, and same yeah. with Japan. Yeah, and maybe that's it. Maybe it rotates around a bit, or I don't know if you can jam them all in one season. But yeah, I think yeah. I think it's like you say, it's going to unfold. But on your point about what you were saying about um, you know Rene and and Mark, like if you, um, I mean, that was what I loved about the AK, like like Torstein, right, like, dude, Torstein AK. Seeing that, I was like. Are you, fucking yeah. kidding you know you can really see how good Torstein is yeah uh, man that was cr- a crazy dip- display of snowboarding yeah I was super nervous there we only got a couple a couple runs in before that that and like Alaska is like the one place I feel uncomfortable on my snowboard how many times and have you been that was my third time right so the first time we got pretty much skunked and yeah. we like rode two two lines of Alaska chalk on like steep faces that I think it made me more scared of Alaska. Yeah, that does not sound fun. And then the second time we went there is the most fun trip you could ever have where it was pretty windy up top, so you couldn't hit any of the really big stuff, which was like a blessing in disguise, I think, for our crew. 
um, is when we filmed Halcyon with like Tyler Orton, Jer- Germ, and Gabe Ferguson. Yeah. And it was all their first time and basically my first time because, like I said, the first time we got absolutely hosed. And we got to ride the most fun terrain. Like nothing psycho, but, you know, enough that you get your feet wet and you're like, woo, you know, yeah. like we're on, yeah, like we're doing it. Yeah. And so when I show up to natural selection, I was definitely like, all right, like I don't know how this is going to go for me. Um, you know, I'm like obviously I watched like Ferg crush it up there. Travis is like G-O-D status up there. Torstein's good. You know, like Dustin Craven has so much natural capability. Mickle Bang. You know, like the list kind of went on and on. I was like, all right, I mean, I'll give it my all. And I paired up with Torstein and I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> and I was like, okay, maybe he's maybe he's kind of feeling the same way because he hasn't spent that much time up here. And I remember watching him drop in the I, – I just saw like this confidence – that he had on his first turn and I literally kind of took a step back and just went, all right, we're, we're in it. Like he's going to put down a run right now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that, that was just amazing watching someone like him put down like a true badass snowboarding day and, and Travis too. And everyone was like one of the craziest displays of snowboarding I've ever watched. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really was like, it was proper fucking, you know, it I think it blew everyone away, didn't it? Really, yeah. and I think also seeing the reaction of you of you guys. Yeah, when we were all at the bottom, the people that didn't make it to the semis. You know what I mean, though. Like, because I think, because like you say, like you, you, you lot are the ultimate judges, really, of like, yeah, of of, of, of seeing, of, of appreciating that, and and knowing exactly what it takes to do that. Yeah, I think that was what was most impressive for me, like seeing the way everyone, you know, you lot were all mind blown as well, really. Yeah, yeah, when it was like me, Dustin. Jared Mickle, um, I think it was at that four at the bottom, um, and then on all the, I think it was Elena. I forget who else didn't make it past the first round for women, but we were all at the bottom, and you know everyone came down, especially like when Tra- when Trav came down, we were lo- we up, we lifted the banner up, we like broke the banner <laughs> at the bottom, we were tripping out because we were so hyped, and uh, that was something I'll never forget that day too, because just watching. Travis was basically like watching an art of flight when I was like 14 yeah. or whatever, you know, or, or like, all right, that's it. That's all. When I was like 14, seeing him in that terrain, I was like, this is like a childhood memory unlocked. You yeah, know, yeah. it was like, it was really special. Yeah. Yeah. And how was the vibe in the camp? L- looked pretty fun. Oh man. The camp was unreal. Um, we had the coyote cantina. That was the bar there. That, yeah. was, the, that was the after party. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, th- and it was it was really immaculate. The we showed up and the the crew had Ryan Cruz, Big Shouts, and Rick Ross from Natural Selection. They, I think them and maybe one other person, put up the whole camp before yeah. we got there. And it was like, dude, like twenty tents or something. Mm. It was crazy. Yeah, and not easy to get to. Dude, not <laughs> yeah, like a mission, like so much gear. And we, we showed up and the whole camp's laid out. Dude, there's a chef there from one of the lodges, I think like Winter Lake Lodge around Alaska, uh, or two chefs actually. Um, and it was just the best time. I mean, we were like, we we're snow camping with all your homies. Yeah. But also weirdly in a competitive mood. Yeah. Everyone, and we were sleeping underneath the face. So like you'd wake up, get out of your tent, and you look, you look to your right, and it was just this face looking at you. And you're like, Okay, stop looking at it. <laughs> All right, one more look. One more look. Like, what's what's it what's it looking like today? Yeah. 
And so it was funny because everyone was like picking lines and you could tell everyone was, you didn't want to give out too much of what you're doing, but like you also wanted like affirmation on what you were doing, or at least for me, maybe not for Tra- Travis. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I kind of thinking on that line. Someone's like, yeah, I was looking at that too. And you're like, cool, cool, yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. Good to know. Good to know. I think that kind of mix of the way everyone's got the camaraderie and the, but also there's that slight competitiveness was also something I really picked up on in Jackson. It's yeah. quite, a, it's quite a, quite a good vibe. Oh, you know, like so su- sick. Super like, friendly. Commu- good competition. Community, yeah. but good competition yeah. vibe. And I think that's, yeah, like, and going again with the mindset, like I'm here to win. But I'm here to like along the way, like let's chirp at each other, let's have some fun with this, yeah. you know. And so when it was the finals of me and Jared, and I had gone through Gabe and Ben to get there too, and Mickle, but you know, like Bend Oregon, it was like Bend Oregon versus Utah, and I just thought like the memes that were coming out of it were the funniest yeah, things. Some it was like funny shit. the funniest. It was like what snowboarding is designed for, you know, like friendly competition, a little bit of trash talking, and just like good snowboarding. And yeah, that day was that day was awesome. Um, having Jared at the top, like seeing him come into his own, was really cool. Yeah, it was amazing. I've been waiting for that for sure. Um, he's been killing it for a long time, and he deserves everything. Like he's a really go getter. Yeah, and I, I'm really hyped to see where he takes it now, just because you know I think with everyone when you're kind of building your building up before you have like a really big breakout moment, you're kind of just hustling, and then. Once you have that breakout moment, like this confidence comes with it, and yeah. you know that you can hang with the other, other big dogs, you know. And when that happens, like a sort of flip switches. So I'm pretty excited to see what he does in the next couple of years. Yeah, and, it was uh, good. It's good to see him like have that moment in real yeah. time. Really, wasn't it? Yeah, you know? yeah. It was. It was rad. Yeah, you could see it. Just like people were. You could so hyped. You could see I, him as well. Like, wow, fucking. Yeah, hell. he was tripping that yeah. he was at the top, and yeah, yeah, it was it was cool because I remember I remember that moment. You know, yeah. I remember you know being at like a do tour and being around Torstein and uh, Andreas Wig and stuff and and Mickle and Torstein or I said Torstein already, but yeah, you know, being around those guys. Like even Travis was at a couple of my first pro contests. And getting that feeling like, wow, I'm here. You know, like kind of just soaking it in kind of giggling to yourself yeah. and Travis Rice is right there that's cool Andreas Wig what up right up the gondola with Andreas Wig I'd go home and tell my parents yeah I was chill <laughs> with Andreas it was crazy like he's so sick like kind of like yeah we're homies now <laughs> they're laughing because they could just see it in my eyes I'm like yes this is the best day of my life you know yeah so yeah watching that in real time was pretty cool and just seeing all the like for me it was like I had everyone was like high to the top but I was it was like when he was at the top, dude, it was like hooting and hollering. Everyone's like banging on the yeah. wood and stuff. But yeah, they kind of messed. That just made me piss. So <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to let you win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the it's like when Jordan's like, yeah, to that personal. I was like, dude, you ain't. I'm like, I ain't letting you win this, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe next time you can take it. Yeah. Nice, man. We'll finish. We'll finish it with a random one from me. Yeah. Um, which is, so you surf and snowboard different stance right <laughs> yeah and i'm one of those and someone was saying that you it depends whether you you so you would tow in different than you'd surf as well right like anything with bindings y- anything strapped in or with bindings i'm 100 percent goofy and anything without bindings i am 100 percent regular so because when we were talking about going mundaka 
someone yeah. was like sage is regular right i was like no sage is goofy yeah like, oh because it, yeah it's the left yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they were like no no he surfs regular i was like what yeah I, I was like, he's like he's a yussi like <laughs> yeah yeah totally <laughs> so where'd that yeah. come from i i don't know exactly like when i first started snowboarding my they do the classic at the shop they push you and you hop on yeah. the board so i hopped on regular because that feels natural to me and I got on the snow and I'm like, this sucks. You know, I'm five years old. I'm not saying that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I kept switching around to Goofy and trying to ride that way. And my parents, they don't really know about snowboarding. They take they, they take me back to the shop a couple of days later and like, I think he's Goofy. And they're like, I think he's regular. He jumped on. We'll switch it up. And so from that day forth, I was Goofy. And it just made, made sense. But I don't know. I don't know what that is. Like with my feet are free, like I'll pow surf at Baldface. I'll go regular all day. Right. And then I'll go That's down the same so run. I'll strap in. I go goofy. But I don't know. It's like something about being, having your legs free. Like I have a dominant leg, I guess, locked up and one that's free. Yeah. But for me, it always makes sense because I'm like, oh yeah, they're kind of two different things. Like being locked into something and having your feet free is like two completely different things for me. Yeah. Like I would try to skate goofy. Cause I was like, dude, Goofy's so much cooler than regular when I was growing up. <laughs> Cause I had that. Like, that's going to be the most, me. that's going to be I, the most controversial thing you've said today. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> totally. I was like in my head from snowboarding Goofy. I was like, dude, I can't skate regular. That's whack. Yeah. I thought like being regular was so generic. <laughs> I, was, I was like that. I had that in my mind when I was like people. nine. You just triggered a lot of people. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But yeah. So now I'm like, oh, well I guess I'm both. <laughs> yeah right yeah but it's a yeah it's a funny one i thought when i I'm, I'm i'm bad at surfing but when i was really really bad i was like man maybe i am goofy right but i just sucked at surfing no i, I was like uh maybe i am goofy maybe that's why i'm not good at surfing yeah this place reminds you how bad you are at surfing yeah man there's a lot of paddling around here yeah, yeah the, the shoulders are definitely going a, you can see everyone can't he's got the build <laughs> yeah basically from yeah from living here yeah it's cool it's such a it's awesome to get into something like you know we were kind of talking I've, I've surfed my whole life on and off but i've never dove into it like i've done with like a snowboarding or skating or mountain biking yeah like ice like or i don't skate as much anymore like i used to skate you know, like every day in the summer. Yeah. I mountain bike four times in the summer nowadays. I snowboard every day I can. But surfing was always this thing. I'd go down to California. But like, yeah, I surf. You know, I can kind of hop on some waves. I'll at least like be in the water cruising. And I don't know why. I just think it was just from not putting so much time in. Yeah. And feeling that defeat time and time again. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. nothing that'll, like you just said, there's nothing that'll humble you quite like oh, surfing. Oh, man. First surf early of the day. Oh, I was like, dude. fucking hell, I'm bad at this. It's so crazy. So yeah. now it's it's been fun. I've like, accepted that challenge. I'm like, I don't want to suck anymore, you know? Like, you I go, wanna, aren't you? you just yeah, go like, I want to get better at yeah. surfing. Where before I was kind of accepting that defeat. And now I'm like, all right, like let's, you know, watching surf edits not from just a viewing point now i'm like trying to watch what they're doing now yeah which i'd never do before because i would watch tons of surfing yeah but i wouldn't really watch it in a sense where i'm like oh that break looks so cool like look how he's he's like getting into that or like how his feet are when he does that turn and so now i'm kind of nerding out on it again and it's like a whole new world it's really sick yeah so mundaka Maybe a Keppa left it yeah last night, so I don't know if we're getting Mundaka. Keppa was trip. saying to me, he was like, Mundaka's on tomorrow. I was like, 
yeah right okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, us, was... us, us, us kooks and <laughs> yeah. he's like no it'd be fine it'd be fine it's like it's gonna be fun mundaka a couple like, of payasos in the water yeah it's like how many guys gonna, showing up how many guys gonna be out he's like oh it'd be quiet there's only gonna be like 50 guys out i was like fuck you know <laughs> all right that was the other thing i was going to bed <laughs> last night i was like yeah i think we're running mundaka then i was like it's not going to be us. Like, it's probably so many people are talking about Mundaka. <laughs> yeah. Well, the fact that he was like, yeah, I'm going to go to Mundaka tomorrow. I was like, yeah, it's going to be busy. Everyone's going to go there. It's like, going to be busy. Yeah, yeah. I'll sit on the inside and just yeah, yeah. Like, chill. Hey, thanks, man. Thank you. Did that you was get good. It? Did you get it in? Did you win? Uh Oh, I didn't. Didn't get the word in. Ah, shame. Yeah. All right. It's like a hippopotamus over here. <laughs> you got it. You got I it at the end. It. So there you go. That was me and Sage, and I hope you enjoyed it. Incidentally, I do love Sage's turn of phrase and the way he expresses himself. Hence why I decided to call this uh, episode Rambo season. I mean, what a brilliant phrase that was. Anyway, like I said, I had a brilliant time hanging out with Sage and the rest of the gang during this uh, Hossegor omnibus. Thank you to my friends at DB for facilitating it. That is the end of the Hossegor omnibus now. That's four episodes done. Um, there is a bonus episode, which is the recording of the four-way conversation that I had with Sage, Kepper, Krista and Tim um, at Wasted Talent. We recorded it. It worked. It sounds pretty good, I've got to say. So I'm going to release it as a bonus episode. If you want to hear that, you're going to have to sign up to my Substack um, because that's where I'll be releasing it. You can find that on the website under the tab Substack. So there you go. That was me and Sage. And this is Housekeeping Corner, the part of the show that sorts out the diehards from the ingenues, the late stayers from the early switcher offers. Uh, if you're still here, you probably know what to expect and you're probably ready to join me in that now traditional thank fuck they've gone and get on with the business at hand, which is in a proper 2020 retro turn of events. I finally got covid in fact, you can probably hear the remnants of it. I tested negative today. Um, and to be honest, I thought I had hay fever. I mean, if you listen to the Kappa episode from last week, you'll have heard me proudly proclaim that I had a cold, and which is why I was so croaky. And I think I might have even mentioned hay, hay fever. Well, it turns out I had COVID, um, which meant for the first time this year, I had an unscheduled weekend with no plans and responsibilities. And I've got to be honest, it was the best weekend I've had all year. Not to downplay COVID, because obviously I know it hits people differently and some people particularly hard. Just saying how it was for me. First time I've had COVID in two years. I'm glad to get it out of the way. And uh, yeah, that was that really. I spent a large part of the weekend, this aforementioned enforced downtime, going through some of the frankly amazing entries we've had to the DB Looking Sideways Fund. Um, there's some gems in there. And we've got, I think we're into triple figures now, especially since DB did the the, the, the hard launch, let's say, after my soft launch to the week. Um, so that's great. It's exciting. I'm hyped, as you might have gathered. Um, equally, as I said after the Kepper episode, there's still a fair amount of people that are basically saying they want to go on holiday surfing or snowboarding with their mates. I'm just going to say what I said last time. We're looking for an idea and a story. Um, and you're going to have to sell it. You know, there's quite a few people that are entering and they're just saying things like, I would like to do this thing because X, Y, Z, um, which is nice, but you've got a pitch. I wrote a blog a while back called 10 Things That I Learned From My Years As A Freelancer. I think it was titled a little bit more snappily than that. You can find that on the Substack as well. And there's a bit on there on pitching. 
that I really recommend you read before you enter because it's going to give you a better chance because I'm one of the people that's going to be uh, going through these entries and choosing the winners. So um, I just want to give everyone the best possible chance and help everyone as much as possible. And I'm just saying that at the minute, a lot of the entries are not selling their ideas effectively enough. Um, and I think that's one of the things I will be going through at the mentoring stage. So that's that. Elsewhere, there's a slim chance I might be doing a live show in London this August featuring an extremely well-known photographer um, who you'll definitely have heard of, which will be nice. We've not confirmed that yet, so I'm not going to say much more, but keep them peeled via the podcast or my Instagram at We Look Sideways or the newsletter, which goes out every weekend. So finally, what else is going on? Well, I was a guest on two podcasts myself recently which is nice. I always quite enjoy doing that. Both different, both a lot of fun. The first was the UK surf show, um, which was a really fun chat with the boys about our experiences of British surfing, um, as well as lots of stuff about how I got into this podcasting game. Um, and I, I really enjoyed it. The great lads, they're doing a great thing over there and they're very generous about what I do. So I really appreciate that. Um, so thanks fellas. Uh, and then I was also interviewed on a podcast called Get After It. Um, which was also fun and interesting in a different way. As you might guess from the title and my slightly overdramatic delivery, Get After It is from the, I'm going to call it the Life Hack School of Podcasting. Um, there's a lot of them around as well, going back to what I said at the beginning. Um, and host Nashi um, does a great job. Enjoyed his line of questioning very much. Um, he'd clearly done his homework and that was really nice. You know, he'd, he'd clearly prepped. And he asked a lot of interesting questions about my company, All Conditions Media, and was just generally really, really curious about this extremely weird career I've ended up with. So we talked a lot about that. Um, I'll probably put those two links in my newsletter, um, but you can find them by searching on the platforms, UK Surf Show, or get after it. Big deep breath. Um right i'm off i'm off to london tomorrow i've got to do a podcast i'm off to manchester then i'm back to london doing another podcast um then i've got a corporate gig next week that i'm doing for a company near cheltenham where i'm basically um teaching a group of people how to make podcasts and going into what i do here in quite some corporate level detail did one of them last year a lot of fun enjoyed it gonna be doing that then i've got this swim i've got this 6k swim that i threw into the mix um signed up for that i talked about this the other day but I'll, whatever it's coming up soon all i'm fucking doing is swimming these days so i might as well mention it um that was the thing that was weird about covid because the day i tested positive i did a two and a half k swim that morning i felt completely fine um anyway so yeah got the swim um and then i am away in devon and then i'm up to london to interview stacy peralta and then it's august where does the time go eh huh life um all right that's it i am definitely waffling so i'm gonna go um nice one cheers bye bye <laughs>